Tomorrow, I'll go to Shaolin and I'll wreck their temple. What up, what up? This is 12 Venom coming to you from inside the temple. And today's uh, small little segment is going to be a short review of the excellent book by author Matthew Polly, who many of you may know as the author of American Shaolin and Tapped Out. And it's Bruce Lee, A Life. A uh, very interesting uh, biography on the life of the world-famous Lee Jun fan, or as we know him, Bruce Lee. Of course, uh, Matthew Polly delves into some elements that many of us did not know about Bruce Lee, such as his uh, Jewish ancestry through his mother's side, you know, his father's struggles with um, being an uh, opera actor and then through fort through good luck and fortunes becoming you know a much bigger star with the advent of uh the Cantonese cinema and things of that nature you know of course there's some of the same stories that are covered you know in other Bruce Lee books and in certain Bruce Lee media such as his time as a type of wayward youth um you know Hong Kong getting into fights and you know, eventually learning Wing Chun. One of the most interesting things that we learn about Bruce Lee in the martial arts phase is what many, you know, according to Matt Polly, what many of his Wing Chun brethren th thought of him both pre-Jeet Kune Do and post-Jeet Kune Do. Uh, it's a very interesting description of uh, a challenge, a little friendly sparring session between uh, Bruce Lee and uh, the famous Wing Chun Sifu Wong Chung Young. So that's very interesting. We also get a very human portrait of Bruce Lee uh, throughout most of the book, which I think is good because he's been canonized uh, like a superhero. You know, and, and while I admire, many people admire the tenacity and skill set of Bruce Lee, you know, it's good to get books that talk about him as a human being, you know. His, his kind of like friendship and rivalry with, you know, his friend and student Steve McQueen, uh, stories of, of how bad Bruce Lee's driving was. And, you know, um, of course, Bruce Lee being a, a user, excuse me, of marijuana and hemp. And, you know, of course, the last, last days of Bruce Lee um, was very interesting. But what I liked about it is, Matthew Polly did not stop at the last days of Bruce Lee. He went on to the trials and subsequent suing uh, that happened with Linda Lee, Golden Harvest, and, and, and inquests and public inquests, and Bruce Lee portrayed in the tabloids of Hong Kong. So please go ahead and get this uh, book. I mean, uh, if you're a Bruce Lee fan, if you're a martial arts movie fan, I think that this will be a book that you will be interested in and as I said before I like how Matthew Polly who again did an excellent job with this book and then seems to be well researched with sources and 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 he's talked to some people that are alive that that were around during Bruce's heyday and and things of that nature such as uh, co-stars from the Green Hornet um, you know, stuntmen on the Green Hornet, such as Judo Gene LaBelle. Um, and, and and I really like it because you get to see the portrait of Bruce Lee, as I said before, not as a Superman, but as a human being. 
you know, um, it's, it's some quotes in there from uh, Bruce Lee's first American student, the late uh, and very underappreciated, underappreciated in my um, viewpoint of martial arts in America, uh, Sifu Jesse Glover, you know, and, uh, you know, how those guys came to meet and train and, you know, the group that developed in Seattle when Bruce Lee was still doing his non-classical um, Wing Chun based Kung Fu. And there's the interesting take on the Wong Jack Man uh, story uh, that's in the book as well. Uh, you know, but all in all, a, a, a very well-researched and well-written book. And what, what I got out of it, both as a African-American and a Kung Fu movie fan, was that Bruce Lee really had to be the best that he could be to overcome the stereotypes and racism of Hollywood. You know, there are stories in the book about, you know, being passed over for the Kung Fu series uh, because he was too Asian and the producers felt that he wouldn't be understood because of his accent and things of that nature. And, and you know, in, far as, in terms of action leads on US TV, we had Russell Wong and Vanishing Sun, and now we have Daniel Wu with the spectacular Into the Badlands. So, you know, in many ways, Bruce Lee paved the way for those guys to be on American television, which is always very interesting. And uh, Bruce Bruce Lee, you know, I really, when I read this book, I really came away with another respect for Bruce Lee in relation to just how hard he worked and the sacrifices he he made in order to be, you know, uh, uh, not only a movie star, but, you know, a martial arts instructor and everything else. But like I said, some of the things that are covered about the human side of Bruce Lee is his love of certain fast cars or, you know, sporty type cars like Porsches and Mustangs and things of that nature. So he was a very typically American type dude as well. And uh, Matthew Polly does an excellent job about uh, uncovering or bringing to light some of the discrimination Bruce faced in Hong Kong being so Americanized and becoming a star. You know, we often don't think, or I didn't think of the, how back then the tabloids must have treated Bruce Lee and his family being that he had a white American wife and his kids were... Uh, biracial and it was interesting to go and read some of the um, articles or uh, excerpts of articles about Bruce Lee in Hong Kong questioning his Chinese-ness uh, questioning how much of a western hippie he was um, questioning uh, just different aspects of his personality and of course uh, you know, there are instances in the book uh, that Matthew Polly does, which is well-balanced, because again, I, and I'm going to state this, it, it takes Bruce Lee to be human and alleged affairs that he had, uh, how the Hong Kong press, you know, um, exposed, you know, alleged affairs or rumors of affairs with, for instance, um, Nora, Nora Miao, 
his co-star in Way of the Dragon. Um, there are rumors that Bruce and her had an affair. And, and you know, of course, the story about Betty Ting Pei, who Matthew Polly actually does interview in the book. And, and she admits that, yeah, they did have something going on. And, you know, things were changed uh, due to some court proceedings, you know, after the fact that Bruce died to see what he died of and, you know, the events surrounding it. So I don't want to give too much away because I want you to read this and, and digest it for yourself. But if you're a Bruce Lee fan, again, I'm going to say this, I think you need to at least give this book a read because it made me appreciate Bruce Lee, the human being, as opposed to Bruce Lee, the martial arts and action superstar. You know, you get to you get to see moments in the book um, where Bruce is nervous about you know some scenes in Enter the Dragon. He's nervous about making an impression. He wants to you know be bigger than Steve McQueen and and you know kind of prove to him you know. Uh, I'm the bigger star, which, you know, ultimately he became, and, um, you know, very interesting, you know, of course, the Kung Fu and martial arts, uh, coverage in the book is great, you know, um, just about Bruce's thoughts on a lot of things, you know, how he kind of got along with the, uh, American karate community, particularly Mike Stone. Uh, Joe Lewis and Chuck Norris and you know some interesting tidbits about Bruce's uh, Bruce's uh, attitude toward uh, guys like Bob Wall and and you know interestingly enough you know it's, it's speculation or information on why Bruce chose uh, American martial artists as like his co-stars in some of the movies for instance Bob Baker is kind of the gatekeeper in uh, Fist of Fury between um, Bruce Lee's character Chenzin and, and Suzuki. So he played Petrov, the Russian. So it's very interesting and, um, you know, some things in there. Me being a basketball fan, it was cool to see some references made to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Bruce Lee's relationship and how, how Bruce, when he first saw... Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who then would be Lou Alcindor, uh, and Bruce wanted to get him as a student and do a fight scene with him when he first saw him because he thought the contrast in their styles would be something that would make the audience go wild. So, you know, great little tidbits of information. So I'm giving this book um, two thumbs up. Uh, I was very engrossed in the book, uh, and... I like Bruce Lee, and I, I'm, I'm a fan of Bruce Lee, but I'm not a mega fan of Bruce Lee, and I still found uh, this book to be very interesting, very uh, uh, insightful about some things I didn't know about Bruce Lee, and for all of us brothers, <laughs> brothers of all races out there, uh, Bruce Bruce was down with the with the uh, with the marijuana and the hemp, so I'm sure he we got along famously with some. Uh, some kind of famous people in the media now, you know what I'm saying? So, very good. So, again, I recommend Bruce Lee, A Life by Matthew Polly. This is the 12th Venom Gary Williams signing off for both the 12th Venom Podcast and the Film Fan Dojo. Uh, this uh, Bruce Lee, A Life by Matthew Polly segment on Anchor Radio has been sponsored by Caprobatica.
thank you, and we will see you later. Peace.